Welcome to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us once more. Um, We appreciate the opportunity to share our heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So I do have a guest with me today. I'll let her say hello. She doesn't plan on saying a whole lot, I don't think. You're right. I like to listen. (laughs) She likes to listen. Okay. Well, that is Sister Crosswhite, our pastor's wife. So as I go through today's devotion, if she has any profound thoughts, she's going (laughs) to tag in there with me. (laughs) All right. So our, our music department does a devotion after every music practice. And we were talking about Um, a particular topic. I won't say it just yet, but I'll kind of lead us into it. So I figured this would be a good thing to talk about on our podcast and and share with you and share that challenge that we gave our music department um, with you guys. So I have recently been challenged or I guess maybe encouraged to read a proverb a day. And on the 11th, I was reading and it seemed like every other word (laughs) was this particular word that I kept coming across. And I'm like, okay, God, (laughs) what's up with this? It it seems like every other verse, I keep coming across this one word. And it was righteous or righteousness. So in Proverbs 11, it mentions that righteousness delivereth from death. It mentions that the righteous is delivered out of trouble. It mentions that he that soweth righteous shall have a sure reward. It mentions that righteousness tendeth to life. It mentions the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. So again, I keep coming across this word righteousness or righteous. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what can I grasp from this? And and sometimes when I'm reading, this sends me on a, a rabbit trail. And I, I begin to use that concordance or my Thompson chain. And I'm just, I'm searching, I'm looking, how can I get a better understanding of what the word is saying? Well, that led me to the verse that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, but where righteousness is referred to in the armor of God. So in Ephesians 6, specifically in verse 14, it mentions the breastplate of righteousness. So, granted, there are several organs that that breastplate is protecting, but Sister C, what organ normally comes to mind first when you think of the breastplate? Definitely the heart. Exactly, the heart. Again, there there are definitely other things that are protected, but most of the time, the heart comes to mind first. So I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about the righteous, the righteousness that I read about in Proverbs and how that led me to the breastplate of righteousness and then how that led me to thinking about the heart. So, sis, have you ever heard the term silent killer? Mm. <laughs> it's almost like when you say that, I almost needs like some dramatic music in the background to go with that. So silent killer is a term that's used in the medical field that it often refers to a disease, but it has no obvious signs, symptoms, or indications that anything is wrong. Basically, something is going on silently beneath the surface, hence the name silent killer, and we wouldn't know something is amiss until it's almost too late. 
So as I'm checking Dr. Google, because that's where you go to when you want information, <laughs> mm -hmm. there are several diseases or conditions that could be a silent killer. But there's one that is most common. So Sister C, what do you think would be the number one silent killer? My mind went immediately to blood pressure, heart. Exactly. Heart disease, issues of the heart. So this got my mind going from a spiritual standpoint. How many times do issues of the heart impact my walk and relationship with the Lord? So if I could put it this way, that breastplate of righteousness prevents the outward attack, things that are trying to get in our heart. But what about the things that go on beneath the surface, beneath the armor, if you will. In the natural, a person having those issues in their heart, that silent killer, it's not going to show up on the surface at first. You know, maybe they feel a little funny here and there, but overall, they sincerely think they are a-okay. There's no need for a doctor. But after a while, that condition it increases and their heart slowly declines and we hope there's hope for them, but sometimes it's, it's too late. So if we think about our heart, it, it functions like a pump. There is that, that sending and receiving of blood flow. And I thought about how that connects to prayer times where we are talking to God and he is talking to us. But if that communication, if that heartbeat, if, if it ever becomes blocked, if it ever becomes hindered, if a silent killer ever slips in and, and it, 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 it makes something happen to my communication with God, <laughs> I'm losing out on something. And, and every day I, I've been taught, you know, you, you put on the armor of God in prayer but I felt the need to stop and think about, Lord, what's going on beneath the armor? How was my heart beat for prayer? How was my heart beat for the word of God? How was my heart beat for the kingdom of God? Your heart has vessels. You have arteries. You have veins. To my understanding, and I am no doctor by any means, <laughs> but the arteries carry the blood away and the veins carry it. Two, and I thought about that term that is often used sometimes in church, the vein of the Holy Ghost. And I thought, well, man, I, I want to be hooked up to that. I mean, <laughs> and, and if I were to think of a way to get hooked up to that, it's that communication. It's that sending and receiving. It's that flow. It's being tapped in and being sensitive to our master's desires I go to that that verse in Jude one twenty that talks about building up yourselves on your most holy faith. You're in the vein, praying in the Holy Ghost. So as a music department, we began to talk about what what comes to mind or what's something that we could do to make sure that our heart doesn't get clogged, to make sure that that silent killer beneath the armor stays in good condition. And, and it's not that, you know, I'm letting something slip in unaware, if you will. And we talked about Psalms 119.11. Thy word 
have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee? I, I think it's the word. It's this truth that becomes the cure for our souls when the silent killer is beginning to attack. We talked about how a year and a half ago, Sister C, you actually challenged us to do this. We memorized Psalm 119 as a music department. And one of the verses that we memorized in Psalms, not 119, 139. There we go, 139. I was wondering how y'all did on that one. I missed that one. Yeah, I, I read 119 before. So yes, 139. And one of the verses that we memorized was, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Know what's beneath the armor, basically. So that's been our challenge. Sis, what do you think may be some other ways that we could intentionally work on making sure our heart is is not under attack, making sure our heart is stayed with truth? I think I was talking to a young lady this week how important it is to intentionally, I guess that's my word for 2020, intentionally put the word in our heart, intentionally seek Seek to be in the presence of the Lord. You don't realize how easy it is to be lulled asleep and then to find yourself drifting so far unless you're intentional about getting in His presence, whether that's reading the Word, being in the, in the, in the church services, having devotion, but it's intentional. It's purposeful seeking of who God is. We're, we're talking about the armor of God, and I, I had this written in my notes. I didn't say it last night. Maybe, maybe I did. I can't remember. But you have often told us to fight smart. <laughs> so fighting smart is beyond just putting the armor on. It's being cognizant and aware of the things beneath the armor. I know we're talking about the heart, but what about the mind? <laughs> yes, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation, but what kind of thoughts Am I entertaining? Who am I listening to? And, and so being smart in the battle and learning to fight smart, again, it goes beyond what I can just put on. Mm-hmm. But what's going on within? Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about, and I, I'm, not, I'm not good at words, Sister Kristen. But it's we, all good. We, <laughs> we've talked about how we fight smart, but yet we surround ourselves with things that could harm us spiritually, but we think we can handle it. You have to be aware of your strengths, Pastor tells us, and our weaknesses. If you know it's something that you're going to struggle with, don't put yourself in that situation. It may not be sin, but it can open up a door that will weaken the heart. Right. Right. You you talked about opening up a door. Um, I think it's in Genesis, and I hope hope I don't get this wrong, but... Is, isn't there a verse that talks about sin lieth at the door? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think about, you know, it, it may not happen the first time. It may not happen the second time. It may not even come back to get me the 15th time. But that doesn't mean that sin, something that could be very harmful to me spiritually, is not sitting there lying at the door waiting for mm-hmm. the perfect opportunity where my guard is down, where my heart is weak, where I didn't pray that day. <laughs> and then who knows, you know? There it will be. The enemy is more intentional than we are many, many, many times. I, I was reading some information Brother C gave me, and it says 
Your body has about six quarts of blood, and it circulates through the body three times every minute. And my mind went, that one little thing, that one little seed, that one little thought, whether it's good or bad, if I let it in my heart, it's going to do damage or it's going to do it's going to do good. So I'm going to be intentional of what I allow because it doesn't stop with one little thing. If it's a seed of bitterness, a root of bitterness, it'll defile everything. If it's faith as a mustard seed, I can move a mountain. Little things matter in the battle. Right, right. So to transition, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about specifically the heartbeat. So maybe that's fitting since our title of the podcast is A Servant's Heartbeat. (laughs) So we hear heartbeat often, um, but what is it? So if you look up a definition of heartbeat, you get three primary things. It's a pulse. It could be a driving force or it could be a brief space of time. So let's talk about each of those. So the pulse, it's it's the rate of which your heart beats. And I kind of already mentioned this before, but beneath your armor, how is your spiritual pulse? Is it beating strong? Is it slower now than what it was a year ago? Is is there something that maybe feels off in our heart that we need to tend to? And is it that reading scriptures could help us develop a love for the Lord. I think about the verse that says, love the Lord with all your heart. That, that was a command. It wasn't, well, maybe you should. If it's, it's a command, love the Lord. And, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, when I got in church, I don't know that loving the Lord was a automatic thing. But I feel like the more intentional, you already said that, that I was in trying to find out who he was he began to reveal himself to me in ways I couldn't help but to love. Absolutely. The more you know him, the more you love him. It's the same thing in relationships. Someone said, I don't love my husband. I'm mad at him. The Bible says, love your enemy. You know, love is a commandment. We A choice. Oh, it's a choice. And we always have a choice if you have the courage to make it. Courage to make it. I wonder if you've been encouraging us <laughs> All right, so a heartbeat has a pulse. Another thing is a driving force or an impulse. So what motivates you? What gets you moving? And I I thought about the verse in Acts 1-8, that verse that says, ye shall receive power, driving force. I, I need the Holy Ghost in my life to help me. Brother Holmes, when we've talked about this before in several devotions just outside of the podcast, wrote um, a couple of books, but one of them, he talks about the six steps to prayer. And one of the things that he says in prayer is that he does not want a situation to drive him to prayer, but he wants his prayer to be the driving force to situations. Basically, I'm not waiting for something to happen and then I pray. I'm praying ahead of the issue. Mm -hmm. I'm praying ahead of the need. That's my driving force. That's my impulse. I'm, I'm, I'm motivated to pray need or no need because my heartbeat is for God. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it's, I think it's the focus of the enemy to make sure that he can distract us away from that. 
mean, how many young people have I looked at and said, well, what are you doing at home? Are you, are you in the word? Are you praying? Oh, no. Well, no wonder the battle is raging. No wonder you're not gaining ground. Right. And then, I mean, I, I think about when I first got in church, I wasn't necessarily a young person, but I was in my 20s. And, and it was not easy <laughs> to sit down with the Bible in my hand when I had an iPhone and an iPad and a laptop mm. and, you know, audio dramas that I could listen to. There were plenty of things that appeared more entertaining to me mm-hmm. than sitting down with the Word of God. So at first, yes, it was a, Kristen, do this because you know that this is what you need. It wasn't, I hate to say not willing, but just my, my want to was not mm-hmm. there. Um, but I can recall a pastor saying many times, Lord, help me want to want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I began to pray that. I, I sincerely did. And I don't know exactly at what point my desire shifted, but I think it was the consistency of trying. Mm-hmm. Just, Lord, I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to do this at six o'clock and I don't want to be at prayer. I want to be in my bed, but it was just the consistency of Lord. I'm trying. I know I need you. I don't know exactly what's going to happen this morning in prayer, but here's my effort. I'm trying my best to be consistent. Mm, There's an old song. The longer I serve him. Yeah. 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 Yes, for sure. And I've I've, I've sang that many times (laughs) thinking, Lord, that is so true. I I know his love for us doesn't change, but I I honestly feel like I love him more now than I did when I first got into church 11 years ago, just because really when I, when I put my whole heart into this, he, he does get better. It gets sweeter as the days go by for sure. For sure. So the third definition of heartbeat is a unit of time or flash. It's like you're moving like a ninja. (laughs) <laughs> so how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I'd, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. What they're meaning is they'll make a move, an action or a choice without thought or reservation because their passion and their desire for that thing is so strong. Mm. So like if somebody says they're having a 90 percent clearance sale at Walmart or watermelon at a friend's house or watermelon at (laughs) at sister C's house. You may say, I'll be there in a heartbeat because your passion and desire for watermelon or to get something on clearance is so strong. So is it when somebody says, Hey, we're having church tonight. Oh, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Mm. (laughs) Oh, we're having prayer. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Mm. Oh, it's, it's revival. Oh, I I, I don't want to miss that. I would be there in a heartbeat. And I know I kind of already mentioned this before. My desire wasn't as passionate again when I got into this, but it was that consistency, continually coming back and and praying specifically, Lord, help my desire. There's a Proverbs that it says, commit your works, commit what you do, and then your thoughts will be established. Sometimes you just do it. You may not feel like it, but if you'll do it, then you begin to change how you think about doing it. For sure. For sure. So as, as we kind of wrap things up, because I think I have pretty much said all I need to say, unless you have anything else on your mind, Sister C, but you're laughing at me. <laughs> so I, I take that as a big no. All right. So to, to wrap things up, 
We started by talking about righteousness and how that led us to the breastplate of righteousness and what happens beneath your armor. So none of us are exempt. You know, not not the pastor, not the sister pastor, not the (laughs) saints in the church. Nobody is exempt from the potential of a silent killer overtaking the heart. So before you even put your armor of God on, and boy, do we need it because the battle is on. I guess my encouragement to, to you guys that are listening is to take some time and intentionally, there's that word, Sister C, consider your heart. Um, again, that verse that we kind of looked at before in Psalms, let me scroll back to it so I don't misquote it. Psalms 139 and 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. So when I I take my time to pray, or even throughout the day, I want to make sure that I'm giving the Lord time. Yes, Lord, search me. Because I could have the best armor in the world. My spiritual armor could be all fancied out and look buff and all. But if there's a heart condition beneath the armor, it's only going to take me so far. Anything else, sis? I would challenge anyone that has not made it a point to memorize the word. Not a Bible quizzer who's going to quiz, which is amazing, but just someone who desires to know him more. Take time to put his word in your heart. It's amazing how much it'll just flash back in a heartbeat when you need it. 